Hi. This is Jonathan Barella. And Brittany Barella. Bringing to you the sixth episode in our uh, couple of mini podcasts. Woo! I know it. So this has been just a really busy weekend and week for us. I was out of town for work and then came and jumped right into soccer games and baby showers and really got a horrible sunburn all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, that that happened at the soccer game. I got a sunburn on like half of my face. So like yours does not look half as terrible as mine. I might be two faced for Halloween. What yours? Is, <laughs> no, mine. That's what mine looks like. My nose is crazy red, and like half my face is more red than the. It's just I'm a mess. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I will say I greatly appreciate you um, because I know I had the kids since you were on a work trip. Um, you know, day in and out. And I know you used to do that when I worked long hours at OD. So thank you. That um, was really tough. I'm so sorry. It was hard. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't like crazy hard to where I was like, this is crazy. And, you know, but just juggling everyone's emotions, everyone's, you know, feeding needs, bedtime needs. And you're just like, man, this is tough. So thank you for doing that for so long. You're welcome. I kind of feel bad now that like in a week I'm I'm off to do the same thing. No, it's okay. I mean, we made it. All the kids are still alive. No one's missing any hair, so that's good. <laughs> Little things, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this week we want to talk about relationships slash dating. Yeah. So Jonathan and I have, I mean, I don't want to say we've been lucky because I do feel like there's been a little bit of work in there. Um, but we have a strong marriage, not to yeah. sound too arrogant, but yeah, no, I, I feel like we have a good foundation as far as how we communicate, how we were brought together, how we were just, how we just came to be. Yeah. And I think we've also been really intentional on building on that. And so essentially we just wanted to kind of share our thoughts and what we see, what we've observed, what we've experienced with you guys and hope that you can find the same thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I'm pretty obsessed with you. <laughs> Good, because I am crazy for you. Aww. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, our our version of what we interpret as a strong marriage. Okay. Um, of course, you know, we our, our Christian values are at the core of that, and that plays a big role in it. But there's several things past that that I think make us really strong at our core. Um, I think that we have a healthy physical relationship. I think that that is very important. Yeah. Um, I think we communicate well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. We are still able to laugh quite often. Yes. I mean, I'm probably the funniest guy I know. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... I mean, at the core, we still genuinely like each other. Like, I still kind of get butterflies when you send me sweet things. (laughs) Yes, I do the exact same. Like, I can't... What what really got me, um, you know, going into marriage, I had a cousin ask me, like, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, yeah. I said, you know... I said, "I, I." he goes, how do you know? And I said, I can't stand the fact that I can go one day without knowing how her day was or hearing about it or seeing her. He goes, you can't? I said, no. It's like, you know, if I hadn't talked to her for a day, like I'm worried, I miss her. I was like, so I need that always in my life. And he's like, all right, man, go do it. I said, cool. Oh, yep. 
Um, for those of you, I, I mean, I guess we should kind of throw it out there. We did get married quickly. Yes. We, I, per like new cultural norms. Yeah. The current cultural norm, cultural norms. Um, we met and started hanging out the first part of July and we were married by May. Yeah. First part of July, 2016. Um, no, not 2016. Annabelle, no, okay, sorry. 2013. <laughs> yeah, 2013. So the first part of July 2013, and we were married in May of 14. Yeah. So we didn't even know each other a full year <laughs> before we got married. Yeah. But, I mean, I gosh, I wouldn't change that, our timeline. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, from from the get-go, it just felt right. Yeah, it's always been easy to be with you. Yeah. Like, I've never battled with... I don't know if this is the person. Like it just felt like this is this is the path. This is my trajectory. Like you were meant who you were meant to be the person I walk through with. Yeah, and I'm sure we've touched on some of this, you know, in our opening our opening uh, episode and stuff like that. But um, I just want to give a big old shout out to uh, your friend Lauren who helped who helped guide you into dating me. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's yeah, true. That's yeah. cool. I actually so thanks, Lauren. Today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump into our advice and our journey. We'll, I'm sure we'll share along the way. First and foremost, um, you know, whenever I think about really what, what led us together, what brought us together, I can't help but to compare it to other relationships because we both had other, several other small relationships and we both had like one really serious relationship before we were with each other. Yeah. Um. And so in that, like, why were the past ones not successful outside of the fact that they just weren't you? Um, I can't help but to think, like, the relationship I was in, my last serious relationship I was in before you, what initially attracted he and I together was that we had a lot of the same struggles or a lot of the same anger, really. Like, we had both gone through, we had... Like, we've both gone through some struggles with our families. And we we both carried some burdens there. And so it was almost like our mutual anger kind of is what what we had in common in the beginning. I got you. Um, And so I, looking back, I'm like, oh, come on, Brittany. Like, of course, that was, that's not a healthy thing to start out on. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's. It's at the time, you know, we were both so young and at the time you're just like, oh, cool. Someone like me. Right. And I mean, I, I think that that is a very common thing that people get pulled into, especially when you're young. Cause that serious relationship, I met him when I was like 17. Yeah. And so I think that there's a lot to be said for working out your personal individual issues before you jump into a serious relationship or not always being like, oh, well, I have a lot of anger issues in this department and they do too. And so they understand me because I felt like that was a big part. He understands me. I got you. And, you know, really we're just setting ourselves up to be a toxic relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because you really didn't like work through those problems. You were just like, hey, this guy carries the same problems right and so it's almost like we exacerbated those problems together because it was like you know he'd complain or i'd complain or i'd be upset about this and he'd be upset about this like there was no no healing involved in that 
Yeah, I I get it because if I, you know, back when I was that young and, you know, thought I ruled the world, mm-hmm. if I would have met someone like me, it would have been a super toxic because I was a hothead. Right. And just saying, I'm I'm mad about this. And then her being like, I get it. I'm mad about that, too. Like, that would not be okay. <laughs> right. Which, you know, and that that is an important thing that I think, you know, now I can be like, I'm so upset with so-and-so. And you can be like, well, it's okay to be upset. But at the end of the day, like, you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I could be driving and see um, a car from a particular state that I don't like. And I am get upset and Britt's like, is it really that serious? I'm like, no, I guess not. <laughs> on, on a much smaller scale, yes. Yeah. Um, Whereas I feel like you and I's relationship was more, when we met, we were both very much so on that. I'm only bringing somebody else in my life if it's going to be a positive experience and if we're going to be able to be like-minded and like-hearted on things. Like we were looking for somebody to enjoy life with, not, I mean, I wasn't really looking for anyone at all, but I was only going to let somebody in my life if they added positivity and they enriched it. Yeah not somebody to just share my hurt with. Yeah. Ooh, that's what I think it is. I think we shared our hurt. Like my ex and I. And so that that was just mm. not... And I think that so many people, it's just so easy to find people like that because we are a society that carries a lot of hurt. Yeah. And so it's so easy to find somebody that has similar hurts to you. Than, you know what I, I mean? I can get it. I, I can dig it because... Just for the record, he's been yawning like a crazy person. I have not been yawning. Go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I get that because with my last episode, Fred is definitely yawning <laughs> okay, right okay, now. Okay, 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 go. <laughs> okay, um, I think with uh, my past relationship, like, I get that because um, we were both away from our family and kind of like, not wanting someone to lean on, but really just like have someone there. Yeah. Like, like a comfort zone. Um, that and like, hold on, are you, hold on. I'll let you keep going. No, but I'm I get, I get the hurt. Thing. No, keep going. Okay. Um, so what, it, what attracted me to her was I'd never really like experienced anyone to her, like, like confidence level. I have no idea. Like, it, it was just different. So I was like, that's cool. And, but that quickly, well, over the course of like a year, some months, I don't even remember, maybe two years, um, that just turned to like, like a selfish kind of thing to where I was pulling more weight there than I was getting back. Yeah. You know, so that was just like, eh, you know, I, I'm I'm done with this. But the experience that I had from that relationship allowed me to come to Brit and say, look, like, I'm done with playing games. Like, you know, we can date, but this is what this is what I want in the near future. You know, if if you're down with that, cool. If not, like, hey, like we can still be friends. But Brittany was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I could see that. It's like, OK, cool. Like. Yeah. You know, and th- that was probably one of the first couple of times that we hung out like and, you know, it just it just felt right. So I was like, OK, like this is what I'm not into. And Britt's like, OK, cool. This is not what I'm not into. And 
Well, and I, I do think we did have that conversation really early on. Like, yeah. we were probably a week or two in to yeah. just knowing each other. Um, but I do think that having those relationships beforehand, we knew what we were willing to put up with and what we were not willing to put up with. Yeah. And we knew, I think, you know, I, I, I guess a lot of people label it as like, know your worth. And, and maybe that was it. But for me, it was just what I was willing to bring on in a partner in life and what I was not. And the willingness to, I'd rather be alone than carry somebody else's anger and hurt and whatnot to amplify mine. Because at that point that I had met you, I had been in counseling for a while and I was working through that stuff. And I really, I wanted to be a happy person. I didn't want to be angry anymore. Yeah. And so I was looking for somebody that would not allow me to dwell in that that place and yeah. and just bring me to a better place. So that was good. Yes, that was. And I, like uh I, I feel bad for Britt cuz she definitely had to put up with a lot more from me than I did from her. Like she was really easy to get along with, like really easy to talk to and stuff like that, but like I didn't have I didn't have like a bank account. Like I, didn't, <laughs> I live with my parents. I was twenty seven years old, yeah. twenty six years old. Like, like she definitely had to say, okay, like this guy is worth it. Oh, I mean, I came in with my own baggage. I think it was my willingness to grow and your willingness to grow. Yeah. Like you weren't like this is who I am, and I'm never moving out of my parents. You were very much so. Like, <laughs> I was pretty close. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You were very much so like, I'm in this this transition period in my life. And if you're willing to partner with me as I transition, that's great. But, you know, if you're not, I understand too. No hard feelings. Yeah. And I was willing to transition with you because I was also going through a major transition phase. And it's just, you know, I think both of us previous to knowing each other had had like our tra- life trajectory had changed dramatically in the months leading up to us meeting, like everything that we had saw for ourselves professionally um, in our relationship, just all over had really changed. And so we were both in a place where we were trying to figure out what our new trajectory was. Yeah. And so I think that that was kind of cool that, that God brought us together at the same time and let us like, okay, we're willing to figure this out and go on this journey together. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because I always say like, we were meant to meet each other because a lot of the same places that we went through, like in throughout our life, like before we met each before other, we met, like we were in kind the, of mirrored each other. Yeah. Kind of, it, it really did. And like, we were in the same areas at the exact same time. And I was like, but didn't it, know each other, but didn't know each other. Um, we even had some same, some similar friends that I had no idea Brit knew and stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty sure I went to school with, um, your ex's brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, well, I it, think it, it's you may have known like the older siblings to so the people. That yeah, I- <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. But like you know, you were in Dallas at the same time I was in Dallas. Yeah. Like, like a lot of stuff. I was like, man, like it was only a matter of time until we met. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So anyways, I we say all that to say I think that our first advice is make sure you're with somebody that that your relationship can be rooted in positivity and 
really that openness that it takes to move forward, not based on your personal angst or drama or negative feelings. Make sure you truly have a partner in that person that's willing to call you out and keep you on track. Yeah, and and make sure you get that person that makes you feel confident. Yeah. Because a lot of times, like, you know, in past relationships, if we carried the same, like, not I guess baggage, mm-hmm. I really didn't feel good about that. Yeah. I just felt like, cool, I can have I have someone that I can be angry with. Yeah. And that negativity just never works. Yeah. It it it's just toxic. And it's not even that it's necessarily one person's fault. It's just that you're bringing a lot of a negative negativity into one area. Yeah. And so of course you're going to draw that out. Yeah. But I I think, you know, stemming from like what you had said about your past relationship, it's not necessarily one person's confidence isn't enough for a relationship. Like you have to inspire each other's confidence. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's cool. Well, moving on to our second one, I think it's important that we talk about how we fight. Yeah. Because like I know, oh man, fighting. (laughs) (laughs) We, We now do this well. Yes, we did not always before. No. Um, okay, so I come from a family of yellers. Not old yellers. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, that's a knee slapper. Oh, thanks. Um, it's usually you that has the jokes, but yeah. here I am. There you go. Um, we yell. Like, my house was just always a yelling household. Um, and so I was a yeller. In my past relationships, we were yellers. And so I, whenever Jonathan and I got together, not only would I yell, but I would interpret his lack of yelling as lack of passion. Yeah. One time, like we were arguing and, you know, Brit's yelling and stuff. And she's like, see, I know that you don't love me. And I said, why do you think that? No, I said, you're not passionate about me. Yes, yes. And I said, why do you say that? And she goes, you're not engaging. You're not fighting. You're just sitting there. And I was like, so you want me to yell and scream at you to show you that I love you? And I was like, well, (laughs) when you put it that way. (laughs) I I was like, can we just talk about this? (laughs) Um, So I, I will say, whereas like I was a yeller, you just shut down. Yeah. Because I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was probably the most yellingest person in my family. Um, but Your I, family is not a yelling family. I know. That's why I said I yelled the most. But I was also in a band that uh, I was yelling all the time, too. Okay. <laughs> Shout out my old band. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan was in a screamo band once upon a time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a different podcast. Yeah. But, okay. Oh, very different. Um, but he would totally shut down. Like I would be upset about something and he would just sit there and stare at me, which isn't (laughs) healthy either. Yeah. Because he would not communicate. Like I could tell that he was frustrated about something, but he wouldn't tell me what it was or what was bothering him. Yeah. It, it definitely wasn't, it definitely didn't help anyone. Like it would just cause Britt to get upset and, um, and me just really, it, it was never solved. So I would, you know, carry it around for a couple of days until we were just like, okay, are you done? But it it was like, I'm over this. Let's get on with our day. Not let's solve this. Right. And whenever you do that, it just, when you hold things in, it builds and it builds and it builds and it creates, 
animosity. Yeah. And kind of. I remember one story when, you know, we had an argument and I shut down and you stormed out and went driving around and (laughs) you came home all mad. And I was like, are you so mad? And you're like, yes, I walked out of here. You even chased me. And I was like, well, I mean, I just figured that you wanted your space. I'll just let you do your thing. I was playing Call of Duty. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to, first, he is hardcore deflecting from his shutting down. Two, yes, I definitely in our our early days was a fit thrower. So I, (laughs) and Jonathan, I don't, is it just that you've never had anyone in your life throw fits or were you consciously choosing not to engage? No. um, I think from that, my ex would do that a lot. Oh, okay. And I would, you know, go chase her or whatever. And you're just like, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, and I was just done. I was like, okay, like, I told myself, like, I'm not doing this. If she, And then it, it was so crazy because she would start these fights and storm out like that because she would be preparing for, like, a role. A role. And she was an actress. And I was just like, this is so dumb. And so I would, I was like, okay, after this, like, I'm just going to let the next girl just go. Like, just figure it out, come back, (laughs) and then let's just have a conversation. Because if you're that upset to talk, there's nothing that I can say or do to bring you back down to that level. So I'm not an actress, but I'm apparently just as dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well, early, and I almost forget about this because it seems like a different lifetime. <laughs> early in our relationship, I certainly was guilty of, um, you know, throwing fits, doing the, well, I'll just sleep in the living room. And he'd be like, okay. Or I just need to go for a drive. And expecting him to, like, follow me or text me, like, come back home, like, come on, let's work through this. And nothing. He would literally jump on the game with the guys. <laughs> um And so I would get really frustrated. But again, like my ex would always like either follow me or he'd start it. And that's how like we would really get in some knockdown drag out fights. So we're not healthy fights. Um, But I would throw these fits and, you know, yeah, what? Anyways, it just never got me the results that I wanted with Jonathan. So I kind of just stopped doing it, except the one thing that he always gave into was if I was crying in the shower. Yes. Now I would, <laughs> I will tell you this. The last <laughs> time I can actually remember doing this was it had to have been at least three or so years ago, maybe longer. Yeah. Because we lived in our old house and I was crying in the shower because I was upset and I wanted him to care and I didn't want to have to like go tell him. I forget what it is. But I was crying in the shower as loud as I could. (laughs) He he came in there and our toilet like sat across from the shower and the shower has like beveled glass, right? Um, And so I couldn't see him clearly, but I could like see his outline. And so he like comes in and he sits on the toilet and I can see him playing around on his phone. And he's like, what's wrong? But he's like sitting there like just messing around on his phone. And I was still really upset, so I definitely expressed that I was, you know, what I was upset about, but I couldn't help but to laugh in retrospect, like, the next day of, like, he so was just, like, this again, and, like, (laughs) I say that. It wasn't that frequent. It was primarily whenever I was super worked up, but it was after that. Like, I don't, I haven't done that since, and really, 
I, it was a slow process, but we were working in our early relationship to get to the point where we could just have conversations about things that were bothering us and not necessarily these like dramatic fights. Yeah. I think why I'm so like willing to go to you while you're in the shower crying is because one, I feel like if you're shedding shower tears, like those are hurtful tears. Those are sad tears because you got the water on you. Like you can mask how bad you're crying because if someone walks in, you just like, you know, you're making this squinty face and you just like, you know, I could be like, well, you know, what's wrong? I got stuck with my eyes. Well, you know, but and that is where I am most likely to sad cry. And I, I do still sad cry in the shower. But as far as being upset with him, that was the last time I cried in the shower. Yeah. And I, I've only ever seen a couple of people like sad. I haven't seen them, but I've heard them sad cry in the shower. One of them being my dad. So I know like. If you're and like I've never seen my dad cry, I've only probably seen him cry like four times in my entire life. But two of those times I heard in the shower, but he was like really, really sad. So I know if you're shedding shower tears, like something's for real wrong. Right. And I like I said, I am a shower crier when I'm really upset. But since that particular time was the last time I shed shower tears over you. Mm-hmm. Because then it was just like, <laughs> that sounds so weird. Um, but it, it is, I think those early days were a lot of us just figuring out what our fights were going to look like and how we were communicate going to communicate. And that kind of ties back into what each other was willing to put up with. Yeah. I was not willing to put up with you shutting down and keeping things from me. Yeah. Because I know what that looks like whenever it goes on too long. Yeah. And you were not willing to put up with my drama um or really even that well you didn't care if i yelled you just didn't yell back yeah i was like you know get it out i mean but then i felt real stupid whenever (laughs) whenever you're the yeller and the other person is not yelling you feel real dumb (laughs) like like i would just stare at her and she was yelling and and she would stop me like okay like this is what we should do she's like why aren't you yelling back (laughs) you know i don't need to communicate like that (laughs) but Um, now yeah, now we just talk. Yeah, we might be a little snarky towards each other. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean... we It's usually, okay, how that plays out. Right now, at this point in our relationship, this has been probably the toughest two years of our, our marriage. Yeah. In terms of just constant change and constant beat down and adding twins and having four children under the age of... Gosh, ten. six, five, yeah, it, five originally. Yeah. I mean, now, yeah, they're all under the age of 10 still. Well, they're all under the age of eight. Um, but it's just, this has been a really, really difficult two years. Just in things that we can't control. Yeah, not not as far as like our marriage, just like. Yeah, I mean, it's been the toughest two years of our marriage, but yeah. not necessarily like. I don't know, it, it, but things that have just been beyond our control. Yeah, it, like like the things that are happening to us, not yes. like, I don't want you guys to think that, you know, our marriage has been on the rocks for two years because it no. definitely has it. Just, just like tough as far as, like Britt said, things that we can't control. Like Right, like what are we going to do to deal with this? Okay, what are we going to do with, like just yeah. constant happenstance. And I do not like change, but it has been ever prevalent in our lives for the last yes. several years. But I feel like I feel like the base of our relationship started with like a 
this isn't traditionally how you do this. But we're going to roll with it and we're going to make the best of it because we're doing it together. And that that has always been true for us. But the last two years, the universe has really tested. (laughs) And I'm just really done with the testing stage. Like it can stop. You yeah. can stop. We're good. You proved your point, world. Like, we we're good. It. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Move on. Yeah. Um, But we have really... So, oh, that being said, you know, obviously we're the most tired we've ever been. We have very young children, and two of them are extraordinarily young. Um, We're the busiest we've ever been. We're both in huge growth points with our jobs. Like, it's just a lot going on. And so there are definitely at times where we can be snarky. Yeah. And then we're like, what's wrong? And, you know, if one of us needs a minute, we'll let it, the other tri- person know. And then when we're ready to talk about it, we'll just hammer out real fast because yeah, it, it's not worth it to drag it on. And we don't have time for that. Like, we need to keep moving. Right. Like, we are, we've got four little humans that depend on us. And yeah. it's not fair to say, like, oh, well, we still meet their basic needs, but we do it with a piss poor attitude. And with negative energy towards each other, that is not taking care of them. Like that is not giving them a good foundation. No. And it's not showing them that like, hey, this is what love looks like. Right. You know, like it's okay for, you know, I, I always make it a point to hug on Brit, touch Brit, kiss Brit. Cause I want my girls growing up and seeing that and saying, hey, this is what I'm going to look for in a significant other. Of course, I, I want you to all take note of this because I think when our our daughters are older and they find guys that love on them and kiss on them and hug on them, he's going to be like, why is that kid touching my daughter so much? If, and I'm going to be like, they're 25. And he's going to be like, no, <laughs> he does not need to be touching her. I'm going to be like, they have three kids. Like, they're 30 now. And he's going to be like, nope, they don't have to be touching like that. <laughs> as long as he's taking care of her, uh huh, I will be good. All right. I'm going to always hold you to that. Okay. but you know it is when we're snarky with each other or whatever like typically the other person looks at looks at the one being snarky and is like stop and that it's just like i know just give me a minute and the other person will reply with what i'm not doing anything (laughs) (laughs) you can be such a stinker stop what stop what i'm i'm being a total delight right now yeah (laughs) But it is sometimes just checking in with each other. I feel like nine times out of ten, it's trying to get all these kids out the door that brings that about. Yeah, if if we're going, I, I exactly right. Um, I feel like if we're going somewhere that we have to be there by a certain time, that crunch, that like fifteen minute time window before we're actually in the car is like, yes, like okay, look at me like that one more time and I'll kill you. <laughs> Well, I tend to get so frustrated because I'm like, how do you not think? Like, they need water bottles. We're going to a soccer game. How? Yeah. And it's like 95 degrees outside. Why is this not done? There's been many times where I get in the car and Britt's, you know, still grabbing stuff from the house and coming out. And Annabelle's like, Daddy, where's Mommy? I'm like, we're leaving her here. <laughs> and I was like, no, don't leave Mommy. And then the twins start crying. Bye, 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 bye. like, we're not leaving your mama. <laughs> Those are my girls. I know. <laughs> gosh but it, <laughs> it's being able to i i think that communicating through fights is being able to first and foremost know that you're not perfect yes. and that sometimes the other person like you're gonna hurt them and you don't mean to and yeah 
you need to listen to it and you need to change and adapt from that. Yes. And then we're not saying you change or have the other person change. It's just more of like coming to an understanding and then working together on finding the common ground. Because both of us know neither one of us are ever going to set out to hurt the other person. Yeah. That's not who we are as individuals. And it sure as heck is not what we want our marriage to be about. Yeah. So I'm never going to purposely, you know, get snarky with Jonathan just to hurt him. I Now I'm going to be snarky because I'm a human and I get annoyed. But and I'm never going to mean to hurt him. Yeah. Like she'll get snarky because she's been asking me for a year to change out some light bulbs and I still haven't done it. Yeah. Don't forget the kids bathroom tonight. That's right. I was definitely going to forget about that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then three months later, it's not going to get done. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's also being able to feel safe and saying like, hey, I am really kind of at my limit. I need you to go change the light bulbs in those bathroom. Yeah. Um, or I'm going to probably lose my mind. Or I'm going to try to do it myself. And then you're going to get mad at me for burning myself or electrocuting myself. Yeah. So. I mean, that's that's what it is. And just being able to talk about it. Because I I cannot tell you how much easier life is whenever we can just talk about the things that are really bothering us or frustrating us. Because there are, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about, like, the little things that we kind of get snarky about or get irritated about. But there are times whenever one of us really hit an insecurity that the other one has. Yeah. And we really have to sit down and have a conversation about that. Yep. Because it's not, it's not easy. Like, if you hit an insecurity, you are likely going to hurt that person. And so you don't have to go screaming. You don't have to go fighting. Trust that they're there not to hurt you. But explain to them why it hurts you. And then together you can come up with a plan to either give you the affirmation you need to get through that insecurity or how yeah, to avoid exactly. hitting it. I think that's right, too, because, I mean... Everyone has insecurities. Everyone. And, you know, hitting that breaking point where you're just like, okay, look, this is what's going on. I don't really like it. Please explain to me what's happening here. Right. And if the other person is not willing to or say you shouldn't worry about that or I don't don't know. I mean, then you got to look at yourself and say, "Eh, okay, like, should I dig deeper? Is this something I should be concerned about? Or, you know... Are they not ready to talk about it? Maybe they're not ready to talk about it. Maybe they're not ready to say, you know what? I, I mean, I guess that goes for the other person. Not really ready to talk about the insecurity, but, you know, I don't know. Just just be understanding. And yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like, we're, we're all going to have soft spots. We're all going to have those insecurities. And the the easier you can be honest about yours, the better. And that kind of brings us into our third point of advice, I guess, and that's communicating needs. Like, it's just as important as it is to communicate hurts. It's important to communicate needs, you know? Like, we go through periods of time where I'm just like, I I need your attention. Like, yeah, I'm just feeling like I need to be hugged on a lot. I need to be kissed on a lot. I just need, you know, whatever it is. Maybe I need more text messages during the day or... You know, Jonathan is really good about sometimes whenever he's listening to songs, they make him think of me. And so he sends one to me and I'm like, oh. Or I know if she's having a bad day, like I send her, um, you know, a song that kind of just reminds her of us. Um, like that song, I'll, I'll Stop the World and Melt With You. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's what it's called. Probably not what it's called. But um, 
I, you know, if she, if she's going through something, like I will definitely send her that song, and it's j- just more from me to say to her, like, hey, I'm here with you, like, let's do this. Or like, if I know that maybe Jonathan's had a lot of rejection lately, you know, maybe he's had a customer, a couple customers, you know, turn him down, or he's just really frustrated with a project or whatever. I'm gonna go out of my way to give him some compliments and I'm going to go out of my way just to kind of boost up his ego a little bit and remind him like, Hey, you're the man. Yeah. You know? And so I I think it is absolutely like knowing and recognizing and being able to tell each other, I need this right now. Yeah. And then, I mean, too, like if your partner comes to you and says, I need more foot massages and you don't like touching feet. I'm telling you this. Just suck it up for like five <laughs> minutes. And you could be terrible at rubbing feet. Yeah. But you just slap some lotion on your hand and then uh, piddle around. One, you're either going to be too so terrible that your partner's going to be like, hey, just stop. Like, <laughs> come cuddle with me. And then you can start, you know, playing jokes or you're going to be really good. And you knock it out in five minutes. And they're like, that's exactly what I needed. And boom, you were out of that gray zone in good light, you're both happy, you're good. It, yeah. It, 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 it just takes a little bit to get your person over that hump. It really does. I mean, I a lot of times, you know, it's just, it's fleeting struggles. And sometimes you just need that little help to get past what you're dealing with. I am definitely, I, not to say that Jonathan does not have emotions, because he absolutely does. But I'm definitely the more emotional of the two. And I think a lot of that, you know, I I take care of a lot of people in my job. And I love that. I, it is who I am. It is, it is just what I love to do is taking care of people and connecting to people. But it also can take quite a drain on me, just like my individual emotions. And so a lot of times he has to pour back into me and help me get in a good mental space for like me as an individual um if that makes does that make sense yeah um and so there are definite times whenever I'm just like maybe I'm just like really upset and kind of weepy and I don't really have any reason and so I have to tell him like I'm just I just need to cry and go to sleep and you haven't done anything and nothing's wrong with you I just need a good cry and then I need to go to sleep yeah and I'm like uh okay (laughs) I am right here if you need anything she's like I I don't need anything and then you know she'll turn around and you know cry and go to sleep cry go to sleep and then you know I'll give her you know a kiss or you know kind of try to touch her give her a little hug like pats me on the head (laughs) but I mean I'm just like okay well I mean I'm right here if you need anything she's like no I'm good it's like okay but I mean I feel like I I don't have to state that I'm right here with you, but I feel like it makes me feel better to let you know, like, don't hesitate to ask for anything or don't hesitate to say, hey, can you just put your arm around me or whatever? Because, you know, in some relationships and some of my past relationships, if, you know, the person was like, hey, I just need a minute. I'm like, okay, I leave. Like, I needed you to be here. It's like, well, you said you needed a minute. Like, I'm I'm going to go over here, you know. But, I mean, I just let your person know, like, you're there, even if they don't need anything at the moment. 
Well, and I, again, like, I think that goes back to communicating needs. Because there are times yeah. whenever it's just like, I need to be by myself. So that's whenever I'm like, hey, I'm going to go do this Target pickup or I'm going to go do this. Well, do you want me to come with you? No, I don't. Like, I just need a minute by myself. Okay. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe I am feeling weepy and I just need you close by. I mean, there are times, too, where I'm getting ready or I'm getting in the shower and I'm like, will you come sit in here with me? Because I just want him close. Like, I just want him in close proximity or vice versa. Yeah. And it's just about telling the person. Because I think that we as humans are terrible about expecting the other person just to know what we want. I know. (laughs) And that has been a major thing that you've taught me. Is that you will never just magically know the things that are going on inside my head. I know. And, like... Brit, we've definitely been in those arguments to the point where I was looking up an Ancestry.com <laughs> 23andMe to see if I had any like magicians or mind readers <laughs> in my family that I just didn't inherit a trait. Because <laughs> I was going to be like, okay, this, you know, why can't I tap into this power if it runs in my family of mind reading? And I didn't find anything, so... I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I don't know where I, I just got that, but I, and I am hundred percent guilty of it. And maybe I'm alone in this, but I do think that there's a lot of women out there like me and maybe even some men. Like I have 20,000 thoughts at any one given time. And I would genuinely get upset with him for not knowing exactly what I was thinking or what I was needing from him. And <laughs> Or what the kid more more times than not, it was what the kids needed or what our family needed to keep moving that I would get really frustrated with him for not just knowing. Yeah. So like when Annabelle was born, um, you know, Britt was struggling. You know, I, I was working, you know, a job that kept me late and you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, Britt was struggling. And uh, one day she looks up and she's, you know, in tears. And I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, well, I'm frustrated because blah, 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 blah. And... I was like, okay, well then just, oh, she, you said, um, why can't you help out or like something about yeah, like, that? Why aren't you helping me? Yes. And I was like, I don't know how to help. Like, just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And she did. And I started doing it and she was like, well, I mean, that was easy. I was like, oh, I can't read your mind. Like, you got to tell me what you want. <laughs> well, and I think for, for me, especially whenever I was a new mom, it's like, you know, I spent so much time researching things and reading things and, and knowing all of these things and adapting and adjusting it. And, and I just, I don't know what I thought he was doing. I just assumed he was doing the same. He's probably setting his fantasy football lineups. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, you know, he wasn't reading my mind and he wasn't doing the same things. And so when she was here, I was like, great, he's not helping or anything. And as soon as I started telling him what to do, he started doing it. Yeah. And so it is like knowing your partner and accepting them for like, hey, I need you to verbally tell me what to do, which to this day, I think the last two weekends are great. So not this weekend, but the weekend before I had an all day work training. And so I was gone for most of the morning. And then I came, I rushed to the soccer fields, caught the tail end of Annabelle's game, came back to the house and the house was kind of a wreck. And I was like, what did you do all morning? <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. But I got everything that you told me to get for the soccer game. 
And I was like, yeah, but you didn't start any laundry. Like, you, there were several hours in here. You could have gotten other things done. And he was like, yeah, but I did the things that you told me to do. And so I was super annoyed with him. And then I noticed this Saturday, whenever I came in, he was like, look, I started laundry and the kitchen's clean and I picked up our room. Like, he had done. Yeah. <laughs> the living room was clean. The yeah. dishwasher was unloaded. I started all the laundry. Like, everything was put away. He did so good because last weekend I was really frustrated that he didn't do a lot of these yeah. things. And so this weekend he made sure to do those things. Now, this weekend he forgot to get, like, the water bottles ready for soccer and things yeah. like that. Because I <laughs> but, but, it is like accepting the fact that he he is not he does not think the same way that I think. And that's okay because I he has other thoughts and he brings other things that are really important to our family. You know, like if it if I was doing this solo, everything we did would be so rigid and it would be like, okay, we do X, Y, and then Z, and we gotta prep for this and we gotta do this. But he brings a lot of laughter to our family. He reminds me like, hey, sometimes you just got to go with the flow. Like he reminds me that, you know, I'm not being graded on this parenting thing. Like it's okay to take a breath and it's okay to enjoy it. And it's okay to slow down for a minute, Um, which is just as important, not only for myself, but for our kids. So knowing like I serve this role, but he serves that role. And it's not to say that there aren't times whenever I see him really stressed and I try to crack a few jokes. And there aren't times whenever he really tries to do everything because I'm coming in from out of town or I'm at a training or whatever. Um, But we also know each other's strengths and we know each other's weaknesses. Yeah. And like, I mean, and and having that to complement each other is is a, is is a is a big thing because you know you are one great puzzle piece in this family and you know so am I like just complimenting each other like that that helps out a lot um also uh oh, I forgot what I was going to say it was going to be a good point too dang Aww. it I know it okay well, maybe I'll Are we talking about, about okay so communicating needs is important and knowing Knowing how to communicate that and each other's strengths and weaknesses to communicate that. Yes. Also, um, in communication, um, don't be afraid to, like, compliment or thank each other for, you know, even the smallest things. Like, you know, coming home from our fantasy football draft, the house was spotless. And I was like, man, thank you so much for doing this. Like, this is awesome. Or, you know, like I did earlier in the podcast, like, hey, thank you for, you know, being this foundation for our family while I was out because I did it and it's kind of crazy. <laughs> so it's it's a little crazy. Like the girls, I'm so thankful for uh, the teachers at the school because like these girls, these poor girls are missing a bunch of hair because I, I can't do girls hair. <laughs> All of was like, well, good. I do pretty good uh, ponytails yeah? and buns. I think so. But I was like, can I get an Elsa braid? And I'm like, no, babe, daddy can't braid hair like that. You don't braid well. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You try. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think you do great. And I I do think that there's a lot to be said for saying thank yous to each other. Yeah. Because we do oftentimes tell each other thank you. And we also tell our children thank you. Yeah. And I, I think that that's really important because it's teaching them to be grateful. Like, you know, if one of them do something, whether they purposely are doing it or because we told them to do it. It's so important that when they complete it, we're like, hey, thank you for doing that. And they feel so proud of themselves. But I think it's also teaching them just to be grateful to people. Yeah, that is true. 
I mean, and then and then expecting that relationship down the the line to say, "Hey, thanks for doing this." That, that that's showing that's preparing them for their relationships to to give back to that because they see us doing it, and you know, I've heard Annabelle thank Olive. Oh, thank you so much, sister, yeah. for bringing me for that. I, know, so. I think there's a lot to be said for a grateful heart. And it is, you know, like I know that I know that you're grateful to me for all those years that you weren't here Monday through Friday, really, and that I kept the, the ship going. But I'm also super grateful that you're able to help so much now and that you're willing to help so much now. Oh, yeah. and you do a great job when I'm gone. Like, I don't worry about y'all anymore. I, at first I did a little bit. Um, but, That's understandable. I mean, yeah. Hey, you keep them all alive. All their hair is intact. All their hair I, is intact. No one's cut hair. <laughs> <laughs> I say that. Watch them wake up tomorrow. Just gone. Chop their hair off. Um, no, I mean, I, I think there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, it's sometimes as simple as, hey, I ran the dishwasher. All right, thank you. I mean, it's something. It's my job or your job. It's just that that needed to be done, and I'm grateful that you did it. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. Um so I think that the the fourth I guess tip advice whatever is expecting okay. Um we are going to take a short short break. Yeah. We'll we'll be BRB. Yeah. And, and we're, we're back. back. Okay. Okay. So we'll get better at these transitions, I promise. <laughs> Um, so the next, the next part that we were moving into is accepting a person for who they are and also being okay with them growing as an individual. Cause I feel like sometimes people are like, you need to accept everybody for who they are. But at the same time, you don't really want to be the same person you are whenever you marry somebody because then years go by or decades go by. If you haven't grown as an individual, that's weird. Yeah, like, can you imagine if I would still not have a bank account? Like, I'd just carry around all my money? Yeah, we, it wouldn't work. Like, it just doesn't, you can't pay your mortgage like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I, I think that's what those were talking about. Like, ex, ex, excuse me. <laughs> accepting them for who they are. Accepting them for who they are. Like, at the time, I was in this stage of my life. Britt accepted that and to, to, to the point where she knew I was going to grow. Am, am I on the right path or no? Uh, yes. I mean, I, okay. So when we first got together, we both were very clear that we were trying to grow as individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were comfortable with that and we knew that we were going to be growing and what that growth would potentially look like together. But also like accepting you for who you are in ways that you're probably not going to change. Like, you will probably never think like me. No. You will probably never make the mental checklist that I do whenever it's like, okay, to get out the door, I need to fill up the water bottles. I need to make sure this is done. I need to make sure the girls are all in the right soccer gear. You don't even always know what color their socks are supposed to be with their uniform. Yeah, no. And so... (laughs) I'm like, you got socks? Let's go. Yeah. And I'm like, no, they have to be black. So I, I think it's very much so... Yes and no. You do have to accept that person for who they are. In some ways, their personalities are unlikely to change. I'm not going to say they're not going to change, but it's unlikely that that would ever change. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm okay with that. Sometimes do I want to wring your neck because I'm like, come on. Yes. 
But I also know, like, that's just who you are. And I have to be clear about the things that I need you to do. Yeah. Like, I also, Britt has accepted the fact that sometimes I say the craziest stuff. Yeah, but nine times out of ten, they make me laugh. So it's okay. Yeah. Um, like, but, she does have to tell me to tone it down some sometimes. Yeah. And that's understandable because Pharrell can get out of hand. Yeah, sometimes it's like, whoa, let's bring that in. Um, but fundamentally, yes, there are parts of us that aren't going to change. Jonathan is going to know that no matter what I do, no matter where life takes us, I'm going to care about people more than I probably, the average person does. And that there are going to be some emotional tolls that ta- that takes on me. And yeah. he's okay with that. Yep. Like, he, he is okay with letting me cry and fall asleep sometimes. <laughs> it doesn't happen all that often. But, no, it doesn't. Um, but it's also important to be able to to know up front, hey, listen, are you willing to grow? Because yeah. we're not the same people we were when we met. Thank not goodness. Not at all, yeah. <laughs> and not just in our – I say that not just, like, where we are financially, not just, like, where we are – in terms of jobs or where we are in terms of living around, like none of that. I mean that more in like, we're not the same people. We don't always think the same things that we used to. Yeah. Like we've matured quite a bit. We see things differently than we used to. We just have a lot of life experience and maturity under our belt now. Yeah. I'm still pretty immature, but. Well, to some extent, we're always going to be. <laughs> um, but. You know, it's just we don't look at things the same way that we used to. Yeah, not at all. I mean, but 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 that's good. That that's that's growing as individual. That's bringing more to the table than what we had, mm-hmm. and that's allowing us to almost like I I don't know how to really say this without sounding weird, but it's 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 like a new adventure. Like oh, cool! Like I can do this now. Let's, you know, fly this kite this time, you know? Right. I do think if somebody is telling you, you have to accept me the way that I am. I'm not going to change. That should be a really red flag in a relationship. Yeah. Because, because you should plan on changing. Yeah. And, and I mean, if that's, a, that's, if that's at the point to where it's like, okay, I have to deal with this because I just like this person because of X, Y, but this Z before would be a deal breaker for me but now i'm just going to live with it because i think this is my person like is it is it real bad yeah i i guess for me i'm thinking of those people that are like kind of full of themselves they have a certain level of arrogance and chances are they have something else going on with them but whenever people are telling you that like i'm not going to be changing like that's just who i am do you really want to be tethered to somebody that's not willing to be better? Because we can always make ourselves better. Yeah. We're never perfect. We're never going to be perfect. But we can always take our, ourselves to the next level. We can always learn something new. We can always be better about what we do. Yeah. I, I, I agree. So I think that it's it's important to find somebody and tether yourself to somebody that is willing to grow in the ways that you want to grow. Yeah. And also, like, support them to that growth. Oh, yeah. And understand that they're, with growth is going to come some failure. Yeah. And so you're both going to have to be okay with either failing together, failing individually, and really supporting each other through that process. Yeah. 
because I, I, I don't know if, you know, I could have done half this stuff without Brit right behind me saying, you know, you can do this, this, you can make this happen. You're good at this. And me, you know, believing that her telling me enough to believe it because I mean, I know like I'm a pretty social person, but for a long time I was like, I, I wasn't that person. I don't know that you were ever not that person. You just were really becoming very negative and yeah. you were you were spending a lot of time in a negative environment and that was starting to really take its toll on you. Yeah. Which is going to, that's just going to happen if you spend a lot of time in a negative place. Um, You know, I know for me, I, gosh, I feel like professionally, I just have really struggled to have wins lately. Like if you take the last even six months, I, gosh, like... I just felt like I could not get a freaking win. And it just beats down on me because I'm very much so like an achiever. Like I like to achieve things. I like to, all right, bam, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm not used to not being good at things. And it's not that I haven't been good at things lately. It's just that things have not been working out the way that I expect them to work out or have not been going the way that I want them to go. And that is really, really frustrating to me. And so I feel like I've just had a lot of losses or really I label them failures and that's not always fair because a lot of these things are not in my control, but I still label them that way to myself. And so having, you know, Jonathan be patient with me through that process and just encouraging and just allowing me to, because even though some of this is not my control, I can always learn something from it. There's always area for growth. And so him just encouraging me through that, those failures or those losses into growth is good. Like it's helpful. It's encouraging. And that's ultimately, I think, what people need in their partners because you're going to experience some failures and some growth. Yeah, I agree. Just are. I think it's just a matter of fact. Um, do you have anything else there? No, I think I'm good on that. Um, okay, so number five. Our, our last words of wisdom. Yep. It's okay to be different. It is okay to be different. It's, it, I, I say that. It's okay to be different with your partner. Um, I like, you know, heavy metal, rock music, and horror movies. and I don't. Yeah. And that's all right because... I like rom-coms and country <laughs> and Real Housewives. Yeah. You know, to where if it's like, you know, what do you want to watch... I know she doesn't want to watch Hellboy, you know. Sure don't. So it, that's all right. You know, we find things that we're, that we're good together. And, you know, we do that. If she says, hey, can we watch this movie? I'll, you know, I'll, I, I, I say sure. Like, I'll take this journey with you. I'm not <laughs> going to force her to watch, you know, anything like a scary, you know, horror movies. I know she doesn't like that. But if there's like a, you know stupid comedy movie on i'm like hey like i've been wanting to check this out she's like yeah let's do it you know she might say you know this is terrible throughout the whole movie but i mean she's (laughs) gonna stick it out for me but i feel like that gives you the opportunity to still be you right like you can because for all the differences that we have we also have a lot of similarities we share a, a lot of music that we both love Yes. Um, so we might each have one genre that the other one doesn't really like, but we share all the other genres and we really enjoy them. And we tend to like the same music when we're in the same moods. Yeah. You know, like if it's rainy outside, we tend to have the same playlist. Like 
we we align in a lot of areas. We may not like horror film, or I don't like horror films. He doesn't love rom-coms like he led me to believe. <laughs> <laughs> but we like a lot of the same stuff, too. Yeah. Um, we can both find a lot of interest in documentaries. We actually like a lot of the same sitcoms. We do like a lot of the same comedy stuff. He just likes some of the dumber comedies yeah, more like, than I do. Like, I like a show called Letterkenny. Yeah, and oh, I no. think it is so. It is not funny so at all. funny. It is so dumb. Like I cannot. Yeah. So, but, but we both love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, and, so. and that's not to say like you know when Brit you know goes to her junior league meetings and stuff like that. Like I'm gonna slap on some Letterkenny. Oh, that's so, so I could watch it. Don't but tell them that. I, <laughs> it's a hilarious show. It's not. But um, you know, and then you know if I'm out, you know, doing something. It, I come home and she's, you know, watching Kardashians or, you know, she, she's still being her own person and having that like little getaway. Not that I want to get away from you, but you're just having that little bit of, hey, this is still me. This is still what I like to do. And, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like you can be an individual and still be a couple. Yeah. Like, up until about six months ago, I had no idea that Brit liked, like, um, I I don't even know what to call this techno, but it's, where, like, where they sing. It's not techno. And I, I, I was like, what is this music? I was I like. I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking I about. And you were like, I, I love this music. And I was like, I had <laughs> no idea you like this. I, you just weren't paying attention to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think what it is, is that. You typically pick the music and like we usually work off your playlist because That's true. just like how I said in movies, I'm not good about remembering actors. I'm also not good about remo- remembering like different artists. Um, I typically just am like, oh, I like this and I like that and I like this. And so Jonathan has a much more robust built out playlist and songs and he's a lot more organized in that area. Whereas I like still listen to the old school radio like I, I haven't I listened the to the radio, radio in years. I literally listen to it almost every morning. Uh-uh. Um, I can't do it. Oh, ads and all. Like, I just, Ugh, I, I love I it. Can't. I love the radio. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I think that it just happened to be that we were listening to some of my playlist, and he, we just never really have done that in the last yeah. several years. And so he forgets that, like, I'm fun, and it's not called techno, though. I don't know what it's called, because I don't feel the need to label all of my music. I would say it's, like, hip-hop, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It. I have no idea. It's so good. It's, I mean, I agree with you. It's booty shaking. Booty shaking. <laughs> is that a genre? I'm, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... It's definitely okay to be different, and yeah. uh, but and, and, to still and not to be ashamed of your differences. Oh yeah, oh you yeah. Know? I mean, I think if anything, like you know, I like to give Jonathan a hard time for his emo days, but I'm glad he had those experiences because it yeah. made him who he is. Yeah, she likes to give me a hard time because I like watching uh, Twilight. Oh, my I don't gosh. care. He does like Twilight. Yeah. Um, but I make fun of anybody that likes Twilight because <laughs> Twilight is terrible. Um, <laughs> so that's not really secret to you. Um, but I think it's their differences that kind of, I don't know, make you, you. Yeah. I don't want to be married to me. That would be a really stressed out <laughs> relationship. Yeah. 
And I don't want to be married to me because then I forget. I, I feel like I'd forget a lot of stuff. Our kids would be really dehydrated. Yeah. All the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's good. I. We're I'm not saying that we're experts on, you know, dating relationships. We're just saying. We're pretty hey, good this, at it. This worked out for us. Um, <laughs> try it. Uh, if it doesn't work for you, find something that works. Find something that makes you happy. Find something that, find someone who makes you happy. And find someone that you can grow with. Yeah, have realistic expectations. And more than anything, like, do not feel like every fight has to be a knockdown drag out. Yeah. Like, you can be upset, you can be hurt, you can be angry. All all of those things, and you can still just have a conversation. Yeah. You don't have to have a knockdown drag out fight every time or really any time because, you know, like I, I hear those phrases and people will say, well, like every couple fights. And my initial reaction is like, we don't fight. I mean, we do. We have disagreements. You know, there are times whenever I accidentally hurt him or he accidentally hurts me. But we just talk through them now. Like, yeah. And so, yes, we do fight, but I don't really think of them as, like, true fights. Yeah. It's not like one person is storming out of the house or throwing <laughs> stuff or, Like you one know, person is secretly plotting the other one's death. Yeah. I Although there was a point in time where Britt was watching a lot of documentaries <laughs> on Netflix and I was like, uh, holy crap. I definitely thought you were I'm about to say there was a She's point in time me. where you were thinking about killing me. No. I was like, whoa. No. I was like, where was I? I, no. <laughs> I totally missed the signs of that. Yeah. No. I mean, it, you just don't have to be that 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 crazy. Yeah, you really don't. But you also don't have to, like, be shut off or shut down. Like, just have a conversation. Yeah. Um. It's, sorry. The other, <laughs> you know, the other, I think, major issue that I I just thought of um, that I remember having in other relationships that I don't feel like we've had, or more so that I feel like we've been really intentional about not letting it become an issue. Um, I remember when I was younger and it would always be like, well, I can't be with anyone that expects me to give up my guy friends. I, I am a female that has always had a lot of male friends. Like males are just in general easier to, for me to get along with when I was younger. I don't know that that's really true today. Um, but whenever I was younger, like, I just had a lot of male friends. And so when you and I started our relationship, we, I mean, and you have a lot of females around. I feel like we were pretty intentional about including each other on those. Yeah. So, you know, if there was a guy that Jonathan was like, hey, he makes me feel very uncomfortable. Well, okay. I I need to adjust that relationship. Or what I... I started doing with my really close guy friends that really our relationships like mean a lot to me is I would include Jonathan on those group texts instead of texting them directly. We would do a group text. Yeah. And I feel like that was, I feel like that was not only beneficial to really reiterate to you how important our relationship was, but it was really beneficial to help you form relationship with those guys yeah and yeah i I, i'm friends with a lot of them yeah Yeah. and i i think that it just helps it helps kind of set up those boundaries and i i i mean it really hasn't been an issue with any of them i feel like they all just very like i never sat down with them and was like listen i'm in a serious relationship now so like 
we can't be chat. Like, we never had that conversation. Yeah. I just started including Jonathan on it, and they were like, oh, he's such a cool guy. Like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Also, I, I know we're kind of just kind of throwing in stuff. I know early in our relationship, we uh, we would say swear words, you know, while we we're in our arguments, but we never directly swore at each other. I think we tried to do it a couple of times, and... I was like, hold on. I don't like this. Like, I don't ever remember calling you any curse word. I don't remember you ever calling me a curse word. I, I really think that it only happened once. And we both were like, nope. I don't like that. Yeah. And so, like, do we add a little salt and pepper when we talk sometimes when we're upset? A little salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. A little flavoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we never directly swear at each other and i think that makes a big difference because once you go down that route it's like what else will you say to you know get me fired up or what what other things and i think that that's almost like it's almost like a gateway drug like hey i i can push it this far let mm -hmm. me see how how far else i can push it and i think that that's that's really hurtful for a relationship I would agree with you. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think as I reflect back, I think you're right. I think we did have that conversation of let's not go down that road because at that point you're taking any respect you have for the other person out of the conversation. Yeah. And it, it is hard. Like it is hurtful. You can't take those words back. Whereas, you know, I might say something because I'm feeling it at the time that I don't normally feel. If I say, you know, you hurt me because of this, this, and this. And, like, maybe after I've cooled down, I've had a chance to process, and you've been like, was it really that hurtful that I did that? I'm like, no, that was more of in the minute. That's easier to take back than me being like, well, you were being a da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Like, that's that's just a different level of, really, it's a respect thing to me. Yeah. And then it just, the person who's receiving that, it just sticks with them. And you're like, man, but you did call me this. Yeah, like, do you really think that? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you're fighting, you're in the moment, you're saying everything that comes to mind, and do you really think that I'm that way? Well, and I think, again, like, (laughs) it's having that mindset of, I'm never going to say or do anything to hurt you. Yeah. And so whenever you start throwing around curse words or labels even, you kind of are going at them to hurt them. Yeah. And so it breaks that trust and it, it definitely hurts that respect you have for each other. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I haven't really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and we, and we don't do it. We don't. Like, there are times whenever I'm, like, super annoyed and I might be like, you are being very, very frustrating right now. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, it, it it's not like if I am, if we're upset with each other and I stub my toe mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, and Britt's like, what's the matter now? And I was like, I stubbed my salt and pepper toe. <laughs> and I'm not swearing at Brittany. Right. I am swearing at my action that I just did. Or like this bleeping person today, yeah. you know, really made me mad because of this. I'm not swearing at her. I'm just putting a little seasoning, a little, <laughs> little seasoning in my, in my sentence. Yes. Well, and I think it's. We really make it a point to not have those conversations, too, in front of the, the children. Yeah. And not to say, like, they definitely have been witness to us being like, 
well, daddy, I don't know that that's the right choice. Maybe we need to do this. Or him being like, mama, I've already told her this or what, you know. Yeah. Us, they've seen us work through. I'm sure the kids have known we're irritated with each other. They do. Annabelle yeah. asked me now. She goes, uh, daddy, are you okay? And I said, yes, baby. Why? She goes, well, you're talking different now. And I'm like, no, baby, I'm fine. She goes, did mommy make you mad? I say, no, baby, mommy did not make me mad. I said, the situation that me and mommy are dealing with right now is a little frustrating. But she did not make me mad. And she goes, okay. But she's starting to pick up on like oh yeah, 100%. us being upset. I mean, if she asks me if you make her mad, I'm like, or if you make me mad, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good for them to understand like we can be frustrated with situations or we can even be frustrated with each other. But we're going to work through them. Yes. And at the end of the day, they're still going to see me loving all up on their mama. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and it is like, you know, I, you physically <laughs> touch more in front of the kids. But I always make it a point to be like, you know, oh, isn't daddy the best? And look what daddy did. And like, just kind of point out positive things about you around them. And I, I think that it's important for them to see, like, we can work through I mean, adversity feels like a strong word, but it is like we can work through whatever adversity comes our way to still have a positive feeling towards each other. Yeah. Like it's not the end all be all. I forget what it was, but even earlier today, Annabelle was like, are you and daddy fighting? Are y'all going to, are you, are you going to leave daddy or something like that? And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, baby, no, it was yesterday coming back from, I think soccer. I don't know. I forget what I I don't know. We were annoyed with something, probably because it was hot as all get out and I had a headache. Um, But I was like, no, baby, like daddy and I made a commitment to each other. Mm -hmm. We'll always be together. And I love your daddy. Like he is always and forever my favorite person. Yeah. And she was like, okay, because the reality is, as the kids get older, like they're going to know friends that are divorced and they're going to understand what it is. And it's just reassuring them like, it's okay. You can have conflict with your significant other and not that not be the end of things. Like you can work through it and it does not have to be the end all be all. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, interesting journey, but I do love being married to you. Yeah. I love being married to you. (laughs) Okay. So now for, do you have anything else to add to dating your relationships? I don't, I mean, absolutely have fun. Like the person that you're with should bring more positivity than negativity. Yeah. Like the relationship should be a positive thing. And I'm not saying that you won't go through difficult times. We have, I mean, like I said, these last two years have been difficult. Yeah. But I think if you go at it and you treat them like you would anyone else, I mean, you wouldn't you don't try to hurt the people you work with. You don't try to hurt the people that you're around every day. You shouldn't try to hurt your significant other. And you shouldn't have that mentality that your significant other is out to hurt you. Yeah. And positivity, you know, comes in many different forms. Like Brit brings positive light to my life because if not, I'm a huge procrastinator. And if I didn't have Brit, like I would procrastinate so hard. The whole house would be dark all the time. Yeah. (laughs) No light bulbs would ever be changed. (laughs) Well, I would turn off all the lights instead of leaving them on. So Okay. Touche. But but that is positive. Um, I'm very much so like the laid back, chill, go with the flow kind of person. When Britt brings structure to my life, 
positive structure. She is a stressor and I bring the relax, like, hey, like, it's not that bad kind of feel positivity to her life. You bring joy to my life. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh-huh. one more piece of advice. Like we said in the, in our first podcast, this is only as hard as you make it. 100%. It's only as difficult, as only as drama-filled as you make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, at points, at points of time of our relationship, could we have went zero to 100 on what drama we're bringing to that situation? Uh, yes. But we both looked at each other you know, in separate times and said, hey, is it really that bad? Right. No, it's not. Okay, let it go and let's move on. And if you're the one that tends to be more dramatic, because I'm not going to say Jonathan is never dramatic because he is sometimes, but I tend to have more dramatic tendencies. Yeah. my Hers are like validated dramatic tendencies where mine's are just like tech lost or his are just really simple things mine are more <laughs> of like me flipping out over whatever well like not that long ago i i was really 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 stressed like with our home life some stuff was going on with the kiddos with my work life you know had had a lot on my plate there and just so many people asked me all these questions that i was like i do not have time for all of this like somebody else was supposed to answer this in our personal life and then my poor little sister happened to be the one to ask me again. And I snapped at her on a group text. And I, you know, Jonathan was like, uh, <laughs> you gonna address that? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. And like, to be fair, she texted me on the side and was like, what in the heck? Like, why did I get that response? And I was like, you're right. Like, that was me being terrible. <laughs> um but, you know, it's knowing that I'm going to be more dramatic or I'm more prone to letting my emotions hit me, which I feel terrible for my friend, my dear friends and family because I'm more likely for them to be the get the brunt end of it. Um, yeah. But knowing that that's me being comfortable and safe in my relationship, for him to look at me and go, eh, <laughs> kind of on the drama scale there <laughs> and me going, ugh. You're right. Like, and a knowing and trusting that he's telling me that out of love and knowing that I don't want to be that kind of person that reacts like that. And so he's, he's holding me to who I want to be. Um, and I, I think that that's a great thing. Yeah. Like being realistic. Yeah. So tell me, what is your favorite thing about our marriage? Um, my favorite thing about our marriage is that I don't have to be someone else around you i can laugh and tell jokes that i would tell everybody else and you know scream at crazy things that i want to scream at (laughs) and you know that that's that's it like i don't have to be somebody else what's your favorite thing about our relationship i just i i love that you can be you in front of me i I think that probably my favorite thing is I feel like you are one of the very few people that have ever walked this earth that see me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Like truly who I am. Because I do have... I do have a really strong personality. And I am very... 
I, I make choices really quickly. I have a lot of really good qualities in that standpoint. I'm a natural born leader, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm a good speaker, blah, blah, blah. But I am such a strong personality that I think people often think that I'm like, I don't know, made of Teflon. Like everything just <laughs> kind of like bounces off of me. And and I think sometimes, you know, just given who I am and the positions that I'm put in, you know, sometimes I have to have difficult conversations and I have to deal with difficult situations. And sometimes people can see me as intimidating or cold or what have you. Um, and so I appreciate that you've always been able to see me for me. Like you've always been able to see me as somebody that is loving and caring. And you've always been able to know that I'm very genuine hearted. And mm-hmm. I think people see that in me, but I think that you just see a different level of it in me. Yeah. And so I I love that you know me well enough to always know, like, I would never do anything to hurt anyone else. Like, yeah. that, that would never be my heart. Um, and so it's just having that safety and being able to be so open and vulnerable and trusting that no matter what the world sees, no matter what I have to do to keep our world moving you always know my intentions are good. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that was really complicated, but <laughs> hopefully that made sense to yeah, somebody out I there. I think it did. You know, in my uh, my crazy brain, yes. that my brain is always just trying to do what's better for the people <laughs> around me. I know it. I know it. Okay. Does that wrap it up? I think that wraps up our relationship advice, our dating advice. Okay. I think it's some good stuff there. I think so, too. Um, do you want to get into our uh, pick one, just one, hun? That yeah, that is your ship to sail. I'm I'm only boarding it. <laughs> okay, so um, I was speaking with uh, my coworkers, okay, and asking them some of these, and you know it got really fun. So we're talking about superheroes, yeah, um, particularly Batman and Iron Man. You lean more towards the bat side. I lean more towards the Iron Man side. I will say I love them both, but yes. Yes. Um, well, okay. I love the character Batman the most, but Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, I also really love. Iron Man without Robert Downey Jr., I feel kind of like, eh. Towards- See, I've always loved Iron Man. Sure. Um, I had all his toys growing up. You also had Batman toys. Yeah, but they were really punching bags for my Whatever. Other toys. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways. <laughs> anyways, so okay, getting into that into that um field, what would you rather have? A Jarvis or an Alfred? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah. It uh. it really is because Okay, here, here's my idea behind it. Maybe this will maybe this will sway you. I, no, I don't want you to convince me one way or another, right? The okay. point is for me to just, like, pull it out of me. I'm going to go with Alfred. Why? Why are you smiling? Because. Is that the right choice? Is that what you No, all? I mean, I, I picked Jarvis. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, because, okay, so the way I see it is Bruce Wayne needed Alfred because he still bared losing his parents at a young age that he Alfred needed raged someone there. him, yes. Okay, yeah. He, he did need him in terms of like a legal guardian. Yes, he did need him. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tony lost his parents at an early age too. Not that early, no. He was grown. All I'm saying is Bruce Wayne needs someone there for him 
when Tony Stark just can hear someone's voice and really doesn't need that like person there. Jarvis to me was Are you saying Tony Stark was healthy and well adjusted and by having no human to care for him? And also he had Pepper, which is pretty much the same as Alfred. Ooh, that's and a good point. Yeah. True that. So the really the question would be would you rather Pepper or Alfred? Pepper. Because Pepper and Jarvis are really just Alfred split in two. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Fault in your armor. Try Kink asking. <laughs> try asking Alfred for some of the things that Pepper can give Tony Stark. No, that's different. <laughs> Batman was able to get that with <laughs> Batgirl. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Batgirl was like his niece or something. Okay, well, no, he was an only child. Oh, that is true. She was somehow related to him. I have no idea. I have no. I I do not care enough about Batman to <laughs> take that tone. Down. I didn't mean that literally, bad girl. I mean, I Bruce Wayne found that in other places. Um, <laughs> so, so Pepper and Jarvis are not. They Alfred are just that Pepper evolved into a romantic relationship, but pre that, Pepper and Jarvis were two. They no, were just Alfred split in two. Uh, Jarvis or uh, Alfred like works on batman's things for him he's like i brought this and blah 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 pepper didn't do anything but you're right so alfred is better than pepper jarvis worked on stuff for him did he not he helped him with his creative thought process like i think this will work so did alfred alfred did everything for him that's not true you don't know uh, tony, stark, to argue this tony stark is way smarter than than you do Bruce not know Wayne. that to be true 100%. at all. One hundred percent. Absolutely, you don't. One hundred percent. No. Bruce Wayne had a whole fleet of people working on stuff. He did not have a whole him. fleet. Uh, just like Stark Industries had R and D, so did Wayne. Uh, but the stuff that Bruce Wayne had was created by other people. That is not true. Um, no, Tony you're basing created, that all off of one movie. Tony created all of his stuff. He was uh, like, I false. think of this. And boom, he found out ways to make it. Uh, no, also, Bruce Wayne could develop quite a bit on his own. So Not at all. You, because you don't know. You don't know enough about Batman to be making this argument. And you're just butthurt because <laughs> freaking Jarvis and Pepper are just Alfred split in two. So I will go Alfred all day long. because not Jarvis only is, is Ar- way smarter than Alfred. Because Jarvis is the internet, but Boom. Alfred can get on the internet and get access to any of the same information. It's gonna take him ten. It's gonna take him ten years. It to does it. not. Alfred's like eighty years old. Nope. Can you and imagine him like pushing great. one one button at a time? He did not type like that. Uh, Mister Wade, how do you spell this? And <laughs> Mister Wayne, he did not. Do I call you in, in your AOL? <laughs> your AOL. Well, uh, here's the thing. <laughs> Alfred could cook for me. Jarvis does not cook for him. That's why Tony has Pepper. But in this universe, oh, oh, he didn't Alfred have Pepper. Uh, Tony could be like, hey, Jarvis, go ahead and call in a pizza and boom, bring it to him. Like Not that. the same. And here's the deal. The question is Jarvis or Alfred? Alfred does everything. Jarvis is only part then why, of it. Then why are you bringing Pepper into this? Because I'm saying that no, you can't have no. a complete Alfred package without both Pepper and Jarvis. You so can... Jarvis is one half Alfred. <laughs> Whatever. That's what he is. <laughs> So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Alfred is better than Jarvis. All I'm saying is, what I'm really saying, what I'm really getting at is Iron Man's better than Batman. He's not. 100%. No. 
if Batman gets into a scuffle, he can't scuffle. He can't automatically put on his bat suit and be ready to go. Are Iron Man joking? can. Freaking learn more about Batman. That doesn't nanotech over his body. He's like, oh, hold on, guys. Uh, I, I mean, hold on, guys. I'll be right back. Give me 30 minutes. I got to run to the bat cave. And it's under. And he's not Superman. He can't. He oh, my gosh. Freaking he's learn not more. Wearing, no, he's not no, wearing I'm dead with this. Until bat you, spikes. Until you educate under yourself. His, under his three-piece suit. And then it's on his cuffs. What are you talking about? Batman has those little He's not Wonder Woman. He doesn't spikes. have bangles hanging from his... He doesn't have bangles, but he has the spikes okay, on okay, his... Okay, 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 okay. They don't want to hear us, and that's not even the question, <laughs> but they don't want to hear us just banter back and forth about Iron Man and Batman. We've been having this argument for eight years. I don't see us just randomly deciding, like one of us being like, you know what, you're right. All I'm saying is he's a weak leak in the Justice League. No, he's not. He can't even fly. <sighs> His Justice League members had to take elevators. And he's like, let's get to the top of the roof. And Batman's like, uh, I'll be there in 10. So you're saying like Hulk is worthless because he can't fly? No, Hulk can jump crazy high. Bruce certainly has, has figured out a way to be there and do the things. The Hulk cannot fly. So you're saying I, he's worthless. Bruce Wayne can't jump. What if he gets caught in traffic? Going somewhere. He has an airplane. It's going to take him Are 45 minutes. Wonder because, Woman even, has an airplane. Does that make her less than? No, but. Okay. No, okay, that is so exactly if, what you're saying. So yeah, okay, why does that so, so Hawkeye is worthless? <laughs> um, if he can't get to point A to point B quickly. Bru- he, Batman can get from point A to point B the, quickly. The Batcave is out of town. What if he's in Gotham and has to run back to his, to his home base, the get Hulk dressed? The was in a different country. They had to go pick him up. But Hulk can like jump further than Batman can. This is all the dumbest I'm saying. Okay, what about because he can jump? So if you can jump, you can basically fly. Wonder Woman was like swinging her little thing or it, it, her her rope on clouds. Spider Man certainly can't fly. Spider Man can get around. So can Batman. Uh, it's going to take him like 40. He it lives an hour outside of okay, Gotham City. The, the argument was Jarvis or Alfred. You clearly lost because Jarvis is one <laughs> half of Alfred. So sorry you lost. No. And I, on our pad, I'm going to circle this over here and write really big Alfred because Alfred is a clear winner and Jarvis is all half, I'm saying does half is, the job. All Alfred. I'm saying is Jarvis is never going to die. Alfred's got maybe two more years. <laughs> Um, Jarvis kind of did die. The original Jarvis. No. Did you even watch the movies? I did. I did. No. He Early, grew. What? He grew into Vision. That's, that's okay, Jarvis. Okay, he did eventually. But then, I mean, Vision dies. Does he, though? Yes, he does. Which is why Wanda lost her crap. Mm. See, oh, mm. <laughs> you're like, oh, crap. No. Oh, crap. Jarvis <laughs> and Pepper equal Alfred. And then you're like, Jarvis never dies. And I'm like, y- y- yes, he does. Oh, oh, well, thanks for joining this episode of Britney School's Jonathan. <laughs> um, all hope I'm you saying all is, have a lovely how many week. times does Bruce Wayne have to change Alfred's depends? Because you oh know gosh. that dude's you have around stop, in like 90. You have to stop talking crap just because you don't know any better. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Just let it go. I'm sorry that you lost this. I will. I don't think I lost. But you definitely whatever. lost. 
Okay, but you well, looked really cute doing it. <laughs> well, I still love you. I love you.